0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Comedy Conversation, streaming live on MiamiComedy.com and ComedyCalendar.com. I'm your host, Manny Garavito, where I go on live every single day to bring together the comedy community and pretty much talk about whatever you want. Anything you guys want to talk about, we can do it here daily, 6 p.m. Eastern. I don't know what specific, I I mean, specific. Uh, Go on Google and look up EST to PST. And uh, figure it out. Uh, I'll figure it out for you, if I remember. What's up, PJBR? What's up, JP Evans? Hernando, welcome. Uh, DJ, welcome back. Uh, Tearing the heavens. Ooh, nice rhyme. I'm tearing the heavens. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. What are you guys up to this evening? Um, I just had finished uh, the whole pack. Uh, Hey, Immacula. I just finished eating the whole pack of Nosberry Farms uh, dinner rolls. I ate the whole thing. I don't even know if it's vegan or not, okay? I just wanted to get it out of the way because uh, something about this bread, it's very moist. You know what I mean? And you don't want this moisture to be staying inside the packet. I ate the whole dozen uh, rolls and I, I, I feel good and I feel bad at the same time because uh, yeah, that, that's a lot of carbs, man. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to keep those in the fridge or rather in the pantry. What's up, Chris? Good to see you. Hey, Oluchi, They're so good. Oh, you try them, PJBR? Yeah, man. They're pretty delicious. They're moist as fuck. Uh, I also bought the, uh, the jelly with the habanero peppers in it. I never would have guessed that habanero peppers and guava can come together so well to make a jelly to put on dinner rolls. And man, I just feel like a slob, but I feel accomplished because I didn't know I can eat so much bread in one sitting. Lo and behold... What a what a monstrous spectacle I've made of myself eating all that bread. What's up, the plantain? Shout out to the plantain, the plantain, Miami's own onion here on the chat. What's up, man? Welcome. We're here just uh, bringing the people together, having conversations, and uh, figuring out what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Chris says got hammered with Cisco and Jean all oh, on Tuesday night over at Sweet Caroline. See, that's why I leave early, Chris. So moist. What are your plans for Halloween? Um, Well, my plans for Halloween is to do a comedy show at Moreno's. Oh, look at that segue. You guys saw that segue? I got a comedy show at Moreno's on Halloween night, everybody. Moreno's South Beach, 8 p.m. Comedy show. All right? So if you're looking to escape those people out there dressed as monsters, right? Terrorizing the sidewalks. Okay? You know there's going to be people out there uh, offering you candy. There's going to be people out there dressed as whores. (laughs) there's going to be people out there, you know, doing pranks or whatever. If you want to go up to a place that's safe from the COVID. Oh, and you know, people are going to be dressing up as the virus or whatever. How tacky is that? Let's avoid those people. And let's go to a comedy show over at Moreno's in South Beach, right in front of the Dorchester. Okay. You can hang out with us. We'll make sure that you're having a good time, that you're having fun finally leon a decent introduction hola leon como estas thank you for coming so um the 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 question was uh oh no the statement was i got hammered with cisco and chris you're aware halloween is the one night where people dress like they actually want to dress bro the the truth comes out you know how they say alcohol brings the truth out in people so does halloween (laughs) who you choose to or, or what you choose to dress up as in halloween is very is also very revealing We were talking about music, we were talking about the people you have sex with, and we were talking about what you laugh at that determines pretty specifically who you are as a person. Also, what you dress up as in Halloween says a lot about you, too. All right? I've seen a lot of hot girls that don't dress like hoes. They actually put on uh, uh, funny costumes. And I'm like, you know what? As sexy as you are, the fact that you dress like Spongebob for Halloween says a lot about you. Because you could have easily used this day to go all out, right? But you did it. You're actually uh, having fun with it and trying to come off humorous. So, uh, you know, that that's just an example of determining people's uh, personalities based on how they dress. Now, what am I dressing up as for Halloween? You ask. I know none of you did, but I'll answer it for you nonetheless. Uh, I'm not gonna dress up as anything. You know. You know what I'm gonna dress up as for Halloween? I'm gonna dress up as an adult. <laughs> I'm going to dress up as an adult for Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go not wearing anything because uh, I'm old. All right. Well, Manny, quit being such a fucking curmudgeon and start celebrating and living life a little bit. Oh, okay. Maybe I should just dress up as something random to make you happy. Is that what you want? Sexy tiger over here. Of course you will, Danielle. Uh, I can't wait for Halloween. You know what they call those, Danielle, in the anime world? They call those uh, furries. So <laughs> that says a lot about you, Danielle. You might be a furry behind closed doors. Are you banging guys in fur outfits? Let us know now in the chat. Uh, might as well get it out of the way, right? Is that bad? No, it's not bad, And I'm just playing a cynical comedian on the live stream. Uh, you guys got to understand, I got an hour to fill here. So uh, I'm just going to talk with whatever you guys give me. That's the whole point of the show. Okay, whatever you guys throw at me, I'm gonna give it right back. All right, that's the show. You guys take the show wherever you want to take it. So, as a matter of fact, I should start every single episode with a disclaimer, letting the outsiders know everything I say is not 100% my own words. <laughs> They're the words of the people on the chat as well. Okay, it's a miscon it's a misconstruction of uh, I don't kiss and tell. I knew it, Danielle. Danielle's a fucking into bestiality, guys. Ah, let's all point and laugh at Danielle. Ha ha, you're into bestiality. What a weirdo. Huh? Look at Danielle over here, wanting to get banged by horses and tigers and shit. Hey, RMT, I'm going to be the RGB zombie. You know what, Leon? That's actually a really good one. You're representing your and you're a zombie. That's actually quite creative. And it's also a way of saying, like, we want her back. Look at you, Leon. Huh? Nice one uh yeah if you guys want to share what you're going to be for halloween put it on the chat well i'll riff on that you know we can riff on that um i i i'm usually very uh uncreative and listen to bachata yeah dressed. (laughs) yeah danielle over here uh dressing up as a furry and dancing to bachata with the tail wagging um yeah, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I'm very not. I'm not very creative when it comes to Halloween costumes. Um, you know, I dress up as a wolf. I dre- as a kid, I dressed up as Jason, right? Because when you dress up as Jason, it's it's so easy. What's up, Alex? Welcome back, buddy. It's so easy when you play Jason Voorhees. It's so easy, man. You could just put on a, a hockey mask and you go walking around and you just breathe hard and people know exactly who you are. You could be wearing a suit and tie. And if you wear a hockey mask and you just go around, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, it's Jason. All right, a little lazy. <laughs> you're a little lazy there, Manny, but all right, at least you're dressed up. That's what I used to dress up as for like, every single Halloween as a kid and teenager, I'd be Jason Voorhees, cause it's so easy. And I got a glow in the dark mask. I think I still have the mask somewhere in the garage. Got a shirt cut on the nipple line, be nipple man. See RMT, look at you. Oh, uh, that's, that's lazy and creative. And you know what? I appreciate that lazy creativeness is something we should all uh appreciate more in your friends you know somebody doing what rmt just said you got to appreciate that man because it's, it's like you saying i don't give a fuck but let's have some fun i don't care about this holiday but where are the drinks that's exactly what you're portraying there rmt i think the most creative costume i've ever had was when i dressed up as Cantinflas. i dressed up as cantine one year I did a little, you know, I shaved, and I left a little sides here, and I put on a little uh, Mexican hat, and I had a little bandana, right? A little red bandana, and I had a nice white ripped shirt, and I was walking around, and uh, I won an award. The award was a beer, but still, I won, and uh, I never dressed up that creative ever again. You guys want to hear a fucked up story? Do you guys remember the episode on South Park when Cartman dressed up as Hitler and went to school? You guys remember that episode? I think that was like, bro, that was like in the first season of South Park. Now, when South Park first came out, it was a phenomenon for kids that were in middle school. So, for example, I was in middle school when that episode came out, right? I was like 12, 13 when that episode, what's up, Inexplicable? Halloween is for the kids. If you're over 12 and dress up, suspect, well, then you better go to Lincoln Road and make everybody as suspicious because no one's gonna listen to your logic everyone wants to dress up man all right but yeah i do agree i think i think if you're over the age of 18 i'll get i'll i'll leave it at 18 if you're over the age of 18 how about dressing up as an adult for halloween (laughs) all right so anyways um not true dro (laughs) so that episode of south park really inspired me now i didn't really know who hitler was uh per se right i was a kid And I thought it was so funny that whoever this uh, person was, that uh, if it leaves people in shock, well, fuck it. I'm going to dress up as Hitler too. And guess what, dude? I went to middle school dressed up as Hitler. (laughs) Now, I'm laughing because of the innocence of it, okay? I'm laughing because of the ignorant innocence of it. I was very young, but I did dress up as Hitler for Halloween in middle school because i didn't i i saw it on south park it was my young feeble mind taken over by a cartoon that my parents accidentally let me watch on comedy central (laughs) but get this man it didn't last it didn't last at all not a good one yeah absolutely not uh it didn't last at all i remember that i went in to a classroom and the kids were laughing because they saw the episode too so like all us kids, we were watching, we were just watching South Park. So the kids were like, oh yeah, that South Park episode, your dress as the guy that they were talking about. Oh, you truly went in a silly, yeah. I was very young though. I was young and I, um, and I didn't really know who he was. I was just a young guy that loves South Park. And then all the kids were like, oh shit, yo, you dressed up as the guy from South, I was getting props, right? And I remember that when I was uh, in the mornings, when you have to check into school, uh their security guards and the, the people that check you in and making sure that you know you're, you're the student or whatever and they laughed I'll never forget I went into class the security guard the principal they actually had a little moment when I walked in they were like oh, oh my god can you believe this guy dressed look what this kid is dressed up as Nancy come here look at this kid and then and then it hit them they were like wait a second no, he can't dress up like this. <laughs> they, they were like, wait a second. No, time out. No, wait a second. And this was before things were really politically correct. This was kind of like 90, 98, 97, 98. So it, it was still a little bit of like free thinking going on before the PC police. But they they stopped me. Like before I went into class or anything like that, like they stopped me, like within the morning, within the hour. Right. So then I went into the principal's office and whoever the principal was, he kind of gave me a lecture on who, who Hitler was, which I didn't know. Again, for anybody listening in the future, I was young and naive. I didn't know who he was. I just saw it in a cartoon, okay? I just want to, before anybody comes out and, get, and gets me. So he, sets me, he sits me down and he's like, do you, do you know who you're dressed up as? And I go, no, I saw it in a cartoon. He's like, okay, yeah, I know which cartoon you're talking about. Um, when you get older, you're going to realize that this was a big mistake. <laughs> uh, I want you to remember the name of, the, of this book. Uh, and he, he mentioned Mein Kampf. And he's like, I want you to read the, the horrific acts of this man that you're dressed up as in the book called Mein Kampf. And I understand that you're young. You know, we're not going to suspend you. We're not going to expel you. But you need to understand who you're dressed up as. And I was like, well, shit, whoever this guy is must be fucked up. So whatever, I mean, the, the principal was kind enough to be understanding that I was just young and naive. So what he did was he just wiped off the mustache and he goes, there, now you're a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that cause I, I had my dad's Air Force hat on and uh, the Air Force hat uh, from Columbia had like a, like a Falcon on it too. And then all he had to do was just wipe off the little mustache I drew on myself with my mother's eyeliner. And he's like, there you go. Now you could be a pilot. And I was like, and you know what? I actually did look like a pretty solid fucking pilot. Um, so, yeah, that's the story of me as uh, as a young kid fucking up. <laughs> I knew it. Eureka SJW, Leon. This is America. Offensive, but should be okay, man. Ah, I'm not too worried about it, bro. I, it's just young innocence. you know. I, I, of course, I'm not going to do that now. Um, uh, you know, I understand the, the horrific acts. But uh bro, it just goes to show you, you know, sometimes cartoons and video games can influence a child in a way you wouldn't understand. It's because they don't understand, you know? I mean granted I loved shoot 'em up games, but I never never had like those kind of thoughts. And when I watched South Park, I just got a kick out of how the people were reacting around Cartman. And I was like, Oh, I wanna do that. I wanna get a kick out of that, right? So that was pretty much my logic. I know, dumb. But speaking of which, speaking of logic, you know what I was doing today, guys? I actually, um, I started uh, looking into voting (laughs) Uh, every year. So I'm a responsible voter, not to brag. Uh, I'm a very responsible voter. So like, uh, I have to, I dedicate about a day or a day and a half to uh, go and do research before I vote, right? Like, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that goes to the voting polls and just chooses, oh, a bunch of Democrat, 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 all the way down because someone told me or the other way around. I'm not the kind of guy that just votes one political party because I believe in that. Like I research the people because bro, there's some people on those ballots I never even heard of. Don't vote, Manny, you're a dumb guy. (laughs) There's some people on those ballots that I've never heard of. I, I know nothing about them. I don't know anything about these people. The only thing I know is that I'm voting for certain amendments on how many votes should be taken before like an amendment gets added or deleted or whatever, and who is going to be running for president. And well, now, you know, you voted blue. Not necessarily, Steph. Uh, nee. Here's the thing that I've realized about voting blue, red or blue. Now, I'm not I'm, I'm not in either or. I don't believe Republicans blindly, and I don't believe Democrats blindly. I'm not that kind of guy. I look at what your character is as a politician, and you know, if the, if you're the if you're up for grabs for taking a seat in politics, then I gotta know what you're about, right? I'm not just gonna vote all red or all blue because, bro, there's bad, there's good and bad for each one. You know, there's the, there's the all red that believe in like conspiracy theorists, <laughs> and then there's all blue that want everything free. You know what I mean? So like, there's, there's like this balance that you've got to find. They are both corrupt to the core. Hey man, you know, I I can't, I can't tell you who is corrupt and who's not. All like, all I know is I know marketing and I know how to do research. Okay, so every year when there's some sort of voting thing going on, I don't know anything about politics. Okay, I don't follow it. I don't. But there's one day. Within the year that I go out and I say to myself, I'm going to pour a cup of coffee. I'm going to play some music and I'm going to research these candidates, bro. It took me four hours just to get one page and a half into that ballot, but at least I'm a responsible voter. So here's what I do. I look up each individual candidate that's on there. I look at their website, what they stand for, uh, their history, uh, what they're going to do, what they've done. I look at what other people say about them, right? And then what I do is I I just I, I just it's like a scale. I then start scaling. It's like okay, this person has believes in this. This person believes in that. And then you, I get like the scale, and then I go okay, I'm gonna vote for this person based on this scale. I'm gonna vote for that person based on that scale. And then next thing you know, if you do it in that angle, you don't vote all blue or all red. You actually have like a mixed based on like it's like a game of plinko like the the, the, the thing goes down and it's like different sides. so then you got a nice little balance sheet right so for example uh there's some democrats out there that don't know how to describe what they're and you know what republicans do they don't know how to describe what they're really gonna do you know what i mean just flip a coin home for the best no curse and blessings don't do that that's the reason why these people are that's the reason why some people are in office Right, because of because of that, I'm gonna vote vote all blue, or I'm gonna vote all red, or I'm gonna flip a coin. And the worst thing you could possibly do is go there thinking I'm only gonna vote for a president, and there's 29 other fucking candidates that you got to put on. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna vote this person because I like his last name. It sounds very Cuban, so I'm gonna go with that guy. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people vote like that. It's unfortunate, but I think. I think people go just thinking it's for presidency and not local candidates. So, um, get this, guys. One thing that I've realized, both Republicans and Democrats—Manny, uh, spin some truth. I'm glad you noticed, Alex. This is what I do. One things that I one thing that I realized about uh, Republicans and Democrats and people just running for office altogether is that um, they. Uh... <laughs> They don't some people don't describe what they stand for. They just say what who they are. So for example, somebody would go, I'm a mother, and I believe that Democrats should take the majority of the seating. Okay, and and what else? Oh, I'm also Latina. What what what, what's your platform? (laughs) Like, bro, I, I was researching a couple of candidates, and some of them aren't don't even describe what they stand for. You know what I mean? Um, so bro, I saw a lady that was like the worst one. And she just goes, I'm a mother. I'm Latina. And I think Democrats should win the majority of the seating in Congress. And then you try to research her website, what she stands for. And there's, there's nothing else. (laughs) And then when you go over to her opponent, her opponent is like, yo man, these tolls are getting out of control. There's rising sea, there's rising, the oceans are rising up in Miami. We've got to do something about that. There's a lot of climate change. And like that, he gets into these specifics, right? And then the other one is like, I'm Latina, I'm a mother, and I believe in community. Okay, but what do you, (laughs) if if they don't explain what they're doing, that's suspect, you know what I mean? So uh, I, you know, these are some of the things I've realized when I researched these candidates to vote. Another thing that I look at is that when um, when I was uh, looking at some candidates, you know what some of them are doing? Their, their, their photos, and I saw this in three different candidates doing this, okay? Their photos is them, like, drinking cafecito and, like, talking to somebody, holding on to the cafecito. There's uh, I think Carlos Jimenez was putting, like, a croqueta in his mouth in a video, right? And then there was another one. Get this. This guy was playing dominoes. I was like and I'm like bro this is how people are like trying to win office like they're they're just like oh Miami people love cafecito here we go take a photo like me like this (laughs) and so um yeah uh, you could see you could see what's happening uh but Miami has nothing but crook politicians bro I can't tell you who to vote for I'm not that guy I'm not the one that's gonna you know throw some bullshit reason as to who to vote for you do your research and vote the best you can okay dedicate a day to research the candidates representing you and do your vote like i'm not going to tell you who to vote for because it's your decision but take the responsibility of researching indefinitely um what who you want to vote for you know what i mean I don't live in Miami, just saying. Oh, I thought you were from Miami, Stephanie. Vote for beer. Okay. If you want to vote for beer, fine. What's up, Cielo Sky? I already voted Trump. <laughs> Why is it that Trump supporters always put caps? You hear their ignorance in the voice just by the way they say it. I voted for Trump 2020. Whoa, take it easy. <laughs> Can you imagine if you did, if, if somebody changed their mind? Based on how you, you spelled Trump with caps or without caps. Or like, ooh, somebody wrote somebody wrote Trump 2020 with all caps. I better go vote for him. Um. <laughs> uh, you vote for what you want for, man. I, it, this isn't the kind of show where I'm going to tell you who to vote for, okay, guys? I believe in, in justice. I believe in fairness. To the best of our abilities, Okay. You got to vote with logic and you got to take, you got to take the time to do research. Don't let anybody think for you. All right. My phone already uh, has it saved like that. I'm not going to change it. Okay. That's fine. Stephanie, Stephanie, why are you being so uh, defensive? <laughs> no, no one is going on the offense for who you're voting for. Stephanie, you're the one that's like, I got my gun cocked in case somebody has something different to say. We ready to roll. Uh, cap, <laughs> cap means we're yelling. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it as such. Bro, either way, we are booty violated. Okay, RMT, whatever that means. Manny, be real. Nobody's listening to your advice. Well, that too. Well, fuck it, man. At least I'm putting it out there for the future. This is going to be recorded for later. Um, another thing I've noticed. <laughs> you know what's a weird thing for politicians to do when you visit their website and you research them? When they ask you for donations up front. <laughs> Bro, it's like I log into somebody's website and they're just like, donate! Yo, who are you? First of all, who are you and why am I going to donate? Like, I went into this guy's website and there's just a big button that says donate. <laughs> why am I going to like off the bat? Like, hey, don't worry about who I am or what I do. Donate. Um, so, hey, you know what? More power to him. man. you know, some politicians running for office could be pulling off just a scam. You know, many goes down in history. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Not true, dude. He's making a lot of sense. Thank you, Alex. So, uh, well, inexplicable is just playing devil's advocate right now. Donate him some buns from yesterday. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, bro, some of these some of these candidates, I don't even think they're really running for office. Like, they know they're going to lose, right? But then they just like, yo, let me just put up a donate button. And let's see how much I could raise just for running for office real quick. Uh, yeah, let me be re- your representative for Congress for District 19 donate (laughs) and then you it's like it's like a go fund me but in politics (laughs) i'm running for office man i don't really think i'm gonna win it but donate speaking his truth at least he's not punishing one side or the other yeah i'm not that kind of guy what's up bone squisher welcome back i'm not that kind of guy where i'm gonna force my ideologies on you because that's fucking annoying you know I mean, I can make a statement about it, but I'm not going to make you, like, vote for someone. Do you guys know that Trump is going to be a dictator? It's like, yeah, really, is he? <laughs> uh, Biden has Alzheimer's, does he? <laughs> so it's like, like, you don't want to go in a debate with those people because all they're going to do is just spew bullshit. You just got to take the time and just do your research, you know? Um, okay, so... If you look at who's running for president. So apart from the two major candidates which is Biden and Trump, there's like three other people. Kanye, thank God Kanye didn't make it to the fucking ballots, am I right guys? Huh? Thank God. Holy shit. Um <laughs> I heard Cardi B is running next term, bro. You know what? And 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 some people are going to vote for her. And that's sad. So you know, I really believe Movie stars and pop stars are eventually and influencers like YouTube influencers and social media influence eventually will become candidates for presidency because of their popularity. Who else? No one else wants these old guys that have been, you know, in politics for years. And then, you know, you want a girl that's just just fucking has her eyeliner on fucking, you know, on point. You know, it's like, have you seen her eyebrows? Her eyebrows are on fleek. I think she'll make a great president. Um, make Jesus walk again 2020. I'm not the kind of guy that forces his ideology on you, but I'm the kind of guy that will force himself on you. <laughs> I'll force my comedy on you. How's that inexplicable? Um, no, everything I say is for the sake of comedy, okay? I think I think in my heart, I'm a good guy. I've done pretty good decisions in my life, okay? Except maybe as a child, as I mentioned in, pre- in previous examples. Um, so yeah, there's like three people running for president that i've never heard of and uh, i went to one of their websites and surely enough there's a big red donate button as soon as you go to his website and i'm like oh shit man go ahead and fucking uh get your money up bro bro i'm gonna run for president just to raise funds that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be like manny garavito you're a new president for 2020 and then when you go to my website there's gonna be one big donate button (laughs) Don't forget to donate for my candidacy for president. And, you know, I'll raise up probably the same amount of money I raised up for Miami Comedy. $1,400. Be like, all right, I'm good. I got my money. Good to go. Uh, cons- <laughs> Constitution Party. Four the win. I'll vote for Cardi if she strips one more time in live. Bro, gross. Have you seen Cardi B without all the makeup, guys? It's not. It's not hot. At least not for me. She looks good in music videos, but that's kind of like... It's like a cartoon. That's like a caricature of her. That's not really how she looks like. Tiger King is who I'd vote for. You see what I mean, man? We're fucked. This is the future, guys. Right here. This is the future of America. Votes happening right here. Um. Let's see. So one 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 tip I'd give you guys is, um, I think the more specific someone is in their campaigns, the better. If someone is not specific. On their campaign, red flag. All right, I think that's I think that's a really good uh, I think that's a really good way to to know if you don't know the person, if you don't know who they are because I don't know who any of these politicians are. But if you don't know the person, um, one really good way to find out uh, who you, when you research who they are, one good way to find out is the more specific the person is, the better. Because if they're specific about what they want to do, that means they've actually put some thought into it. I think some politicians just want to retain office and they don't have anything going for them. They're just like, well, fuck it, I'm here. I better just fucking defend it as long as I can. And then they have like a streak where they're in in office for like a long ass time. And they're just like, oh, I hope I get to stay here next year. And then when you come across someone that you don't know of and they're like, this is what I think about the environment. This is what I think about um, guns. This is what I think about whatever and then like if they got really good very specific and like it's something that you can agree with i think that's a really good way to um determine who to vote for because some some of them don't even stand for anything there's a lot of them that don't stand for any at least not that i've seen you know i'm just on their website like what do you what's your platform like what do you stand for they're Like, ah, just vote for me all right um and you, you can also tell a lot about someone from based on their headshot Never donate money for uh, foundation accounts. They only have to use five percent of what they collected and raised for the cause, and the rest is others to uh, donate. As they p- don't donate as they please. Um, yeah. Well, there's a website called U.S. Transparency. Uh, Dro. There's a website called U.S. Transparency that allows you to see how much they raise. I mean, not, it's not like it's all accounted for, but there's a website that allows you to see how many, how much money each politician has raised. And where they spent it. So, you know, it'll show you this politician made this much money. And then they spent it here. And then it'll show you a list of all the, the places they spent it to. And they, they spend it usually on like advertising media firms and PR and all that. Um, as long as he takes off the hair first. Oh, who are you talking about? I don't know. It's that funny. Um, yeah. So I think a headshot is also a really good one. Like you can tell if somebody is okay in the head based on their headshot in my opinion. Manny is up front and clarified 30% goes to his Robin Hood. (laughs) I'm being a little too honest on the show, but hey, man, it's a daily show, so I might as well just share. Um, So a headshot. Oh, man, that is probably one of the most revealing things uh, (laughs) if somebody's like okay in the head. Like, how can you think that a headshot of you like this with your big-ass eyes and your surprised eyebrows... Uh, how can you think that's a good headshot of you? What's going on in your head that you think that that was acceptable to put out in the world, <laughs> bro? I've seen some headshots of some politicians with some fucking eyes, like looking fucking creepy. They, they don't, you, you don't have the sense to see that that's not a good photo of you, bro. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's something about this headshot that's a little suspect on your mental. Uh, your mental doings, bro. Why would you think that's a normal face of you? <laughs> a headshot, hey man, you know, based on body language, I think a headshot says a lot. There's some headshots that are that can be deceiving, right? You got to be careful with those uh, with those female headshots. Female headshots can be very deceiving. They know how to get their good sights You're know, like, "Damn, nice headshot, ma." Wait a second. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for it you practiced that angle didn't you <laughs> and there's some guys that have no fucking clue so i think a headshot says a lot about a person i'll take credit for that uh someone said something about trump stripping uh yeah i don't know what you're talking about Steph. uh what's up Moonchild media welcome to the chat how are you all right everybody we're slowly transitioning so yeah i, I actually wrote some bits today Uh, While I was doing my research for politics, I was like, I'm going to talk about this stuff. See, I I wrote for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. Stay woke. All right. Think independently. Don't let anybody else think for you. Don't let South Park think for you and don't let politicians think for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, be be an adult, guys. It's time to. I think the more independent thinkers we become, the better our nation gets. I think that's a good statement. Don't listen to other people, man. F- figure it out on, on your own, you yeah. know? No matter how uh, overwhelming information can be, take the time to research and do your own, you know? And try to be as open-minded as possible. Give everybody a shot. Listen to everything that you're researching. Don't just go on one side, you know, all that shit. You'll be making better decisions for us as a nation. Trust me, okay? Um, all right, I need a haircut and beard, where do I go? Voting don't work. I think voting does work. Um, The reason why our country is so good is because of voting. You know, we're we're capable of voting. There's a lot of places out there that voting is a big issue. You know, like there's places like women can't vote. You know what I mean? That's fucked up. There's places that uh, have fraud, big time fraud in voting. In our great nation, voting is still pretty good, regardless of what the media tells you. Everyone tells you to vote. Social media is telling you to vote. Influencers are telling you to vote. I say we're okay when it comes to voting. Let's not let's not ruin that. You know what I mean? Yellow best mo- movement, baby. Uh, that's a great theory, Manny. I never hire someone off LinkedIn who looks like they have social path potential, right? Dude, get a solid headshot. Hire somebody to like, dude. Send your headshot around and get like a review system. You know what do you think of my headshot? Yo, man, you guys got to be that big, you know, get some feedback. Don't just fucking take a headshot in your garage and be like, oh, good to go. Um, all right, guys. So uh, this show is sponsored by LU Venus, uh, health insurance agent, E-L-I-U-V-I-N-A-S, who is a badass health insurance agent, helping individuals, families, small businesses, and uh, find the health plan they need, such as Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions... He's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him. He's also my health insurance agent. He helps me out a lot. That's L-U Venus, E-L-I-U dot at U-S-H advisors dot com. That's L-U Venus, guys. Check him out. All right. 15 minutes left in the show. What else you guys got? What are we going with here? Um, tomorrow, I'm going to vote. I'm already halfway through the voting Took a long fucking time, bro, and I'm fucking bored. You got a sponsor? Congrats. Yeah, man, I'm making bread. We here stacking. Uh, I think this is the future of comedy, inexplicable. I think um, virtual stand-up comedy is the future because you guys are here, seven people, which is just about the same amount of people that come out to the show. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, It's very convenient. You can watch the show. Uh, You can anywhere you want. You know, if you're stuck in traffic, you just play it. You could turn it into a podcast. You turn it onto a YouTube channel. You can do a lot of great things, you know? So I think the only thing that sucks is that when you're performing like this, there's no audience to kind of give you the feedback you need, except maybe on the chat or some hearts. But uh, you guys are also superb comedy writers, which is something I appreciate about you guys. Like, like we, we've learned to riff off of each other. Stand-up is dead, thanks to SJWs, Bro, uh, inexplicable. Go on Showtime and look up the comedy store um, look up the comedy store uh, documentary there's a quote there that says stand up comedy is now more important stand up comedy is important again because it's dangerous again stand up comedy right now is probably one of the most important things you can do for society right now because you're challenging the status quo traffic here you see there you go miss m miss m miss emma garcia is stuck in traffic listening to us please no virtual future it's too late we're all going to go virtual so stand up comedy is going to get dangerous again man check out that documentary you'll really appreciate it inexplicable so if stand up comedy is dangerous again that means you can go up and say whatever you want and just fucking really plow ahead and really make some sort of like controversy like when you look at when you look at george carlin when you look at Lenny Bruce, when you look at Richard Pryor, when you look at, you know, any comedian that has made history, they went against the status quo. Like they, there were times where like a certain glass ceiling of thinking where was occurring and they just, pow, broke right through that shit. They challenged it, right? They busted right through it. And then they made history because they were in the forefront of being honest, being upfront and showing their true authenticity. So stand-up comedy, that can happen again now because SJWs and PC culture and cancel culture and all these like, you know, these ideologies that you can't say something or you can't admit something or you know, you know, you can't get in trouble. Like, fuck that. Comedy breaks right through that. And there was even a moment where like those people were in. They still are. They're infiltrating comedy. So then they want to be the voice. But the irony is that true comedy shatters that, you know, that this is what comedy is supposed to be. It's supposed to be censored and non-offensive and fuck, that's not comedy. Comedy breaks through that. You know what I mean? That's what, that's our job. So comedy now could be bigger than ever before. Even if you get in trouble, you know what I mean? That's kind of exciting. Like I want to fucking do that shit. That's good comedy, should be dangerous. People are soft now, soft generation. They were kids and earned trophies for participating and not winning. Bro, exactly. Like, the reason I became a comedian was because I had a hard childhood. Well, I mean, I'm sure other people had worse than me. Maybe not a hard childhood. What's a better word? I had a childhood where I wasn't, I was very insecure with myself. That's a better way of saying it. I had a very insecure childhood. I didn't know. I mean, you could just tell by the beginning story of this. <laughs> I didn't, I was kind of like out of touch with society. I, I was an outsider. Uh, there were days I didn't talk, um, but I always enjoyed comedy. Like I remember as a kid, I used to watch premium blend and stand-up comedy in South Park. Like I loved comedy as a kid because it was like my escape, right? And back in the nineties, comedy was kind of like going through this burst because of the eighties boom. And then nineties was, and then there was a golden era in 2000. So, little, little uh, insider comedy fan secret here. In the early 2000s, well, that's that's your opinion, Leon. I'm not going to say anything, okay? Uh, comedy. <laughs> you too, inexplicable. You guys, a comedy is subjective. You get to choose who you want to laugh at. That's, that's up to your personality. But in the early 2000s, my favorite comedians were from New York. Right? Like, New York had this comedy scene in the early 2000s that was like really going through a golden era. All right. And I remember that there was a, I'm not going to name the company, but there was a company that was live streaming comedy shows in the dark web. Like they would go to comedy. It would be like a team and they would go out to comedy shows and they would live stream. They would like bring like, like, like mics, like little, little hidden mics or whatever. And they would live stream comedy happening in New York comedy clubs on the internet so i found this website and you could tune in and you could be like all right i'm gonna listen to uh new york comedy club today oh shit the dice man is doing a a guest appearance here or like oh i'm gonna go to this comedy club over here it's like oh man the stefano is on like oh shit patrice o'neill and and you could listen to these comedians working on their act through this underground dark web uh website that i discovered right and Bro, there was an unknown Bill Burr, an unknown Patrice O'Neill, an unknown Jim Norton, uh, Mike DeStefano. Like, there was so many comedians being streamed from the New York comedy scene. And you could listen to the roasts and you could listen to them talk. It was fucking great. And I fell in love. And I was like, bro, this is the kind of comedy I fucking like. I like the comedy that's fucking edgy, makes you think different, makes fun of people that are like people pleasers. Like, I hate that shit, right? And then, like, Colin Quinn came out with a show called Tough Crowd. I don't know if you guys remember. This was way early 2000. There was a show called Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. And Colin Quinn would have these New York people, comedians, you know, working the circuits on that show. And on that show, I was like, bro, I know these guys. These are the guys that I used to listen to on that streaming thing. And that's when I, you know, Patrice O'Neill and Bill Burr and all these people. I was like, bro, this is fucking awesome. I love it. Right. And then I, and then I started doing comedy in 2009. Tough crowd. Hell yeah, bro. What an awesome show that was. Tough crowd right now is needed more than ever. We need a show like that. We need a show like Tough Crowd. Especially during PC culture, man. So in case you guys don't know, Tough Crowd is a show hosted by Colin Quinn. And uh, he would bring out comedians to sit down and talk about issues. And uh, they would just have different perspectives and share what they thought about, you know, at the time it was like Saddam Hussein and, you know, um, Iraq and in all these political turmoil things happening back then. And the comedians would sit with each other and they would just riff on these topics and it would be recorded for the show. And it was instead of like people pushing an agenda on you, it was like people making fun of the agenda. Right. Like all oh, Republicans are like this, and Democrats are like that, and you know, people just follow them. And like it was such a good fucking show, and now we need it more than ever. All right, everybody, I'm done blathering. I hope you enjoyed this uh, little get together of us talking about politics, comedy, and so on and so forth. If you guys uh, want to support the podcast, go to miamicomedy.com/slash/podcast. Subscribe, right? Go to miamicomedy.com/slash/shop. Purchase a shirt um slash tips leave a tip all right i'm gonna make this show better than ever i'm working on the text to uh start bringing in guests maybe have you guys as a guest um there's a lot coming for the show okay but I, I i gotta make the time to figure it out and and piece it all together fuck netflix and chill youtube tough crowd calling quinn and chill okay yeah for those that want to see tough crowd i, I don't want to mention it at ah, no one's listening Go to, yeah, go on YouTube. Look up Tough Crowd, Colin Quinn. Check out a couple of episodes and see the golden era of the early 2000s of comedy that came and went really fast. All right, everybody. I'll see you guys tomorrow, six o'clock. Have a good night. Bye.